and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. For this episode, we're talking about the first new Destroyer record in four years, Poison Season, which starts out like this. Jesus is beside himself Jacob's in a state of decimation The writing on the wall Wasn't writing at all Just forces of nature In love with our weather station There's a website that someone created that has a Destroyer lyrics generator because Dan Behar, who is Destroyer's songwriter and bandleader, has such a distinctive way with words. And I think the writing on the wall wasn't writing at all is one of the most Destroyer-ish lyrics I could make up. Yeah, in the past, I've sometimes bemoaned how I don't hear lyrics very well and it takes me many listens to pick up on them. And I was kind of glad in this case because I think there may be a bit much here. But I think it was good to hear a little at a time because they do give this great impressionistic feel as long as you don't try to absorb them all at once. And you can kind of assume that as given for all of the remaining tracks. That's sort of just the base level way of listening to this album. You kind of have to accept that. And it is a consistent through line on the album that the lyrics are like that. And I think this opening track also puts up another dominant for, element for me, which is that this is maybe the least rock and roll sounding album I think we've discussed, at least in terms of the instrumentation. I mean, you hear on this track that it's almost purely strings. And then there's just this hint of synth to tell us that we're not just hearing a crazy person singing over some chamber music. <laughs> this is actually like an or- an or- overture like you would have in a stage musical. It's called Times Square Poison Season 1. And the record ends with a coda version of the same song called Times Square Poison Season 2. So it's a very theatrical structure, and then in the middle of the record, track seven, is the full version of the song, Times Square, performed with acoustic guitar, sax, piano, and traditional percussion instead of the strings. Follow a rose wherever it grows 
so you could fall in love with Times Square. kind of fun to hear what's essentially a cover version of a song that's on the same album because we first hear this and it's almost classical in its instrumentation and now we hear it with this acoustic guitar and the piano at the start which to me at least scream classic rock kind of very 60s or maybe 70s vibe but then suddenly there's this dense bongo drumming which does not fit at all with that and then I think it hints at what we see with this jazzy horn and an electric guitar coming in at later in the song they totally take over and turn it into this jazz thing you know we start with chamber music and now we're in kind of jazz fusion territory by the end and you know the song works as both but it you know because this is getting repeated what is so special about Times square and why does he keep singing about it yeah not being an east coaster i feel like the connotation of Times square is kind of lost on me i'm pretty sure i was there once but it was when i was a kid so that was a very long time ago I just know it's supposed to be really kind of junky and touristy, and there's a lot of visual assault of animated billboards. But at the same time, I know that Dan Behar said in interviews that he saw the 1971 David Bowie record Hunky Dory as a big influence on what he was trying to do here. And you get the impression that what he's trying to evoke with the whole album isn't modern day Times Square, but more of New York of the 70s with these jazzy horns and theatrical instrumentation kind of like on Broadway that seems intentionally out of step with the popular music of 2015. Yeah, I appreciate you pointing out 1971. I think it's interesting that by all accounts, Times Square, I think before it got all disnified in the 90s, was pretty scary and degenerate. And so if that's where we're at, then he's sort of presenting this choice in this song. He's talking about this natural beauty of, oh, are you going to fall in love with a flower or take the road to the ocean? Or are you going to just go for this depraved charms of the pre-Giuliani New York City. And I think by making it so prominent on the album, that's suggesting that that's A, an important decision, that B, maybe he's choosing the city here. But I think there is a lot of ambiguity about that throughout the album. I think it's certainly front and center on the next track we'll play, The River. Escape from New York Escape from L.A. Take it from me, leave London You study your braille, you listen to the hail outside A comedy of souls, a plot thick with holes In a windless room on the outskirts of town Overlooking the river there is an example of the way a lot of the songs on this record go where they start in sort of of a predictable traditional style and then become chaotic in some way here it's the horn screeching and kind of going off the rails 
Yeah, I think in this particular case, it ends up being a really impressive composition. There's just the sheer number of instruments here, and each is following its own line instead of just getting along with some general pattern. They're all doing their own thing, and yet they all do manage to work together. There's this piano, a couple of different guitar melodies playing off each other, a flute, a sax, and a trumpet, and they all are doing their own thing, but it works together. And it ends up being, I think, purely jazz for that reason that it's, you know, I'm not well-versed in jazz. I don't know how innovative this is, but it just, when I'm used to listening to rock, it seems incredibly ambitious to be writing music this way, uh, even if it is maybe a little showy off in this case. Destroyer's last album, Kaput, was an unexpected, popular, and critical hit. And this is a band that's been around for a decade. And Dan Behar has been around longer than that. In fact, he's probably best known as one of the three main talents in the new Pornographers, along with Carl Newman and Nico Case. So it seems like Behar was a little thrown off by how well-received that album was. But he also said that one of the good things about it was that for the first time he was working with an advance for this album that was like three times what he would typically get. So he was able to bring in an arranger and get a fancy studio and hire all these string and horn players. And this is something that he'd been thinking about for a long time, but never had the budget to actually realize it. As a matter of fact, several years ago, he did a collaboration with experimental composer Tim Hecker on a song called Archer on the Beach that was released as like a mini EP. And that's been reworked for this album by taking out some of the ambient sound and adding a slinky bass and some sax. And that's the eighth track. step in you go the ash kings made of ashes the ice queens made of snow and archers where you left him with his arrow stuck inside a peak Wake on your crutches in the moonlight at your arms a bee. Yeah, this is a really effective reworking of that earlier track, which I think was pretty chilly and atmospheric and kind of inaccessible for that reason. And here it becomes this much more groovy mid-tempo jazz song. Uh, but there is still some room I hear for this echoing electronic sounds, which do make it really spooky. And I think that befits the lyrics that are almost almost about these mythic archetypes. There's this archer, this ash king, the ice queen, and then, of course, the ass king. You know, I don't know quite what he's saying here, but it does sound pretty cool. And that bass line, it's just so simple, but it's a complete earworm. Yeah, those lyrics where the Ash King becomes the Ass King, and I can't even guess at the meaning that he's trying to convey there. But I think we have to point out that Dan Behar lyrics are always going to be sort of pretentious and opaque. And there are several points on this record where I was reminded of the show we did on the new Pornographer's album, Brill Bruisers, where during the otherwise awesome lead single, War on the East Coast, you had a lot of trouble getting past the line, the king bends over to smell a flower. Ugh. So it kind of goes without saying that if you're going to listen to a Destroyer album, you have to be prepared to accept a little suspension of disbelief that anyone can sing some of these lines with a straight face. 
Yeah. I, although I think with in this case, it's easier when it's the entire album that I can just kind of flip that switch in my brain that says, you know, yep, I'm going to be okay with these ridiculous lyrics and then just roll with it for the whole album. And that ended up being kind of easy for me. I was also surprised how easy it was for me to sh- flip the switch for I'm just going to enjoy jazz, which is, again, not really my thing. But the album is just so warm and smooth and really inviting because of that. And, you know, one thing is, I think, because of how we've picked these tracks so far is that they have tended to be kind of on the slow side. Thankfully, the album does have some barn burners, which include the lead single and second track, Dream Lover. Haunted starlight gets in your eyes Grabs hold of us and turns us around All the signs say you're in for surprise All the signs say you're in this way town All the signs say you're in this way like that line oh shit here comes the sun and it's an example of the way that dan behar has this weird way of mixing kind of fantasy type imagery involving kings and queens and archers with these throwaway pop culture references like the beatles song here comes the sun or you know there's a reference to a song about gloria or then the action movies escape from new york and escape from la and he he just sort of tosses them in there along with a lot of metatextual references to other destroyer songs within or outside of the record in which they're contained So for me, that has the effect of demonstrating that although these lyrics seem very tossed off and casual, the music feels improvisational, but this is actually something that has been very carefully planned and considered. Yeah, I did really appreciate that inversion of the hopeful spirit of the Beatles track. And then here, the sun is actually something to dread. And that's something that maybe someone who hung out a lot in Times Square in the 70s might say. Uh... I think for me, most of the songs are just too dense to feel improvisational, but this one is a little more straightforward, has this high energy, and Dan Behar, in an interview with Pitchfork, said, in fact, that they had only performed it a couple of times before recording it, and it ended up sounding very different from what they'd originally planned, but in a good way, so they kept it on the album. And as much as I enjoy the album, I kind of wish there were more of that spontaneity in some of the other tracks. 
Yeah, this song keeps getting compared to Bruce Springsteen's later music with the E Street Band, which I guess is because of the sax, but it really does start with this straight-ahead rock anthem and then just sort of breaks loose into this squall of horns and noise. It gets about as far from the chamber orchestra sound of the opening track as you can possibly get, and yet the sequencing on the record starts with that and then has Dream Lover come in as the second track. So it's almost as if Destroyer wants to set us back on our heels right off the bat. I feel like that's a lot of what Destroyer is doing on this album, which is bringing in elements that are familiar, but putting them together in a way that's a little disconcerting, which is the feel I got from the track that follows Dream Lover, which is called Forces From Above. Forces from above deny you've the right to be free. this album i'm kind of reminded of how a skilled chef can combine a limited number of ingredients in different ways to produce wildly different flavors because like this song has all the same elements we hear elsewhere on the album there's classical strings jazz horns these bongo really dense rhythms and these little interspersing of electronic ambient sounds but yet each each combination feels fresh and different even at the same time the album feels really cohesive i think because of the use of these repeated elements and it's in this case it's especially impressive that the horns and the strings come in and they're playing at the same time and they're playing completely different styles still somehow it works together and doesn't sound like a mishmash and i know i said that that sometimes the album is showing off and that's for sure true but in a lot of cases like here i think the band is just making some crazy ideas work so well that you don't even notice that they shouldn't work and still do Particularly in this song, which starts with what sounds like ambient strings that are tuning up and then mixes in an Afrobeat rhythm with these very minor key strings. It's such a weird combination, but it works. He even throws in some of the ambient electronic sound that we heard in Archer on the Beach. What you said about mixing the same ingredients in different combinations made me think of one of your favorite shows, Project Runway. Thank you for outing me. <laughs> We're, uh, but on there, they often have to make a collection of different pieces of clothing that each have their own personality but cohere as elements of a whole. And they often do that by taking a certain pattern or unusual fabric and including it in all the pieces. And I feel like that's what Destroyer is doing with some of these string notes and sax riffs. They all kind of echo each other throughout the record. 
And, you know, that's exemplified by the overture and then the coda at the end and then they matching up with a new song and, I mean, the full song in the middle. And it's like he's mixing them up by bringing in different elements, like an egg shaker and bongo drums on this track. And then also on the next one we'll play, which is Midnight Meet the Rain. You make a plea for me to come to my senses Just like the time before the time before that I visit the symphony and I smell the right well hearing the theme song to the people's court well i didn't hear it until you mentioned it and now i can't not hear it so thanks <laughs> and you know you recall that i talked about not knowing about how original the jazz here really is here's a case with a clear reference although i'm not claiming it was intentional but it's there but at least it's a reference to a really iconic and memorable piece of music and I think the song takes that energy of the, from that blast at the beginning and really runs with it. And the lyrics do feel a little less forced than in other cases. And he somehow is able to squeeze in this just amazingly dark line without it feeling wonky, which is raise a toast to the world of scum around us closing in. I'm going to start using that as my toast for all occasions. So if you're raising toasts, I guess, with indie music fans and nihilists. <laughs> well, we mostly know the same people. <laughs> I, I read an interview with Dan Behar where he described Poison Season as, quote, the wasteland and George Gershwin mashed together. So when you're invoking T.S. Eliot, you're inevitably intending to go to some pretty dark places. I like this song, but I still kept thinking it seemed like it should be the theme song for a 70s cop show, which kind of goes along with what I said earlier about this whole album feeling like there's a 70s nostalgia to it. And I think that continues in the next song we'll play, which maybe this is just me. And I'm thinking of the musical Chess and that song One Night in Bangkok. But Bangkok seems to exemplify a sort of 70s or 80s exoticism, and that's the title of the 11th track, which we'll play next. Like you've been around the world, worn a million pearls, I see Bangkok. I see I see 
your dark birds and fly bring out your red roses too hey what's got into sunny oh, bring out your dead bring out the light bring out your dark birds and fly bring out your red roses too hey what's got into sunny oh, bring out your dead bring out the light bring out your dark birds and fly bring out your red roses too hey what's got into sunny Bangkok does work well as a totem of exoticism, and I think it has this reputation of being an anything-goes fleshbot, and I think that means that it fits really well with Times Square's repeated appearances, and it's maybe could be thought of as sort of this logical conclusion to an embrace of down-and-dirty life in the big city, the scary city, the dirty city. He sings about here he's seen the world but now he's seen bangkok and unstated it there is maybe this idea that well now i've seen everything you know this is the ultimate experience and there's this weariness here to this song that suggests it's not enough that he has to look elsewhere and i think the way this is structured there's this the part we played there's this transition from this really spare almost modern classical kind of composition which has these odd harmonies it's really not welcoming there's these strings seem almost to be fighting each other and it takes almost two minutes of the song of this just really awkward kind of sound and then but that just means that this eventual shift into the jazzy section is just a huge relief and in a way that transition figures into the whole of the album because we go from the first real track dream lover where we get the line, aw shit, here comes the sun, and wind up with the penultimate track called Sun in the Sky, which ends up being very optimistic. The lyrics kind of focus on how all these things are happening in the world, but the sun in the sky is still rising. And there's a verse here that ends up being kind of a mission statement for this album as a whole, and even Dan Behar as an artist. And it goes, some bands like The Strife, some bands like to shimmy, bombs go off in your eye, I'm so much deeper than the damage. So we'll go out with that. We've been discussing the Destroyer album Poison Season, and this has been For the Record. Thanks for listening. You don't start the fire. You just turn it on. Yours is to always know not why. Just turn your head and walk away. Dinosaur in the eyes. Buffalo on the plane. Sun in the sky is still rising Children lost in the grain Sun in the sky is still rising Children lost in the grain Keys on the kite, and my violin on the track.
knees on the kite and my violin on the trolley. song about Gloria Is it a song about Go off in your eyes. 